This episode of the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast is brought to you by the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. If you're in the market for funny banter and great discussion revolving around the latest theatrical releases, check out the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or right at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today is Brian. Hey. Alex. Hello. And our guest, the one and only, Joey Santana. Sob. <laughs> per- that was perfect. Saw, dude. Saw, dude. Uh, oh, saw. <laughs> While you're listening along, don't forget to do all your Amazon shopping via Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. A small portion of the money you spend makes its way to our pockets, so we don't have to spend our own money on video games because we're poor. The Midwest Podcast Network Apparel is now available. You can purchase Game Nerds and Film Nerd stuff from our website. Go to game, MidwestGameNerds.com. Uh, you can also donate if you don't feel like buying anything, which is pretty rad. And as always, if you like what you hear, even if you don't, please do send us feedback via email at MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com or via Twitter at MGN Podcast. Don't forget to add us on Instagram so you can see pictures of cool stuff. Like... Uh, or videos of Brian trying yeah. to eat things. We're going to start taking videos of Brian eating large objects. <laughs> Food. Uh, yeah, food mostly. Sometimes. And other the, stuff. And other stuff. The uh, The question of the week last time was, what video game have you bought for $60 and regret every single penny of it? Pat said, I think there's $60, but number one is Duke Nukem, just the worst video game I have ever purchased. But I pretty much know this before I got this. I was super pumped to, for Brink. I bought it at launch, played for about 45 minutes, and took it back the next day. I think GameStop gave me like $10 in trade-in. <laughs> Which is a huge bummer. I feel like yeah. we already talked about this. We, well, we we did. We talked about it a lot, a lot last episode. Okay. Yeah, like other but games we regret. Brink was definitely one but of this, them. But this was the question that we asked on the last episode, so people answered it. But oh. only two people did. It was Pat and Yoop. And See, Yoop Brian, said, a podcast. No, I'm sorry. Yoop, <laughs> Yoop said GTA 4 because his PC couldn't handle it. Uh, oh, which is a bummer. Well, it's not that his PC couldn't handle it. It's that it was a terrible port. Yeah. Yeah. It's that GTA couldn't handle PCs. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So anyways, Joey, do you have any games you bought that you regret? No, because, uh, yeah, I'm pretty frugal with my game purchases. I only buy games that I know, like, that I'm going to play for a really long time. I don't really buy games that, uh, even though, like, something like uh, The Division, I know a lot of people bought and a lot of my friends bought and they all wanted me to buy it. But it's just like, I don't know. I don't know how much time I'm going to personally get out of it. Right. I know I'll get time out of it playing with friends. But at the end of the, at the end of the day, like a lot of the time I'm gaming by myself. Like I'm, I'm even if I'm in a party talking with people, yeah. like I'm kind of doing my own things. So. Did you, did you buy uh, Battlefront? Uh, Battlefront I did buy. Yeah. I, was, okay. I mean, huge fan. Did you get your huge money out of it? Fan. Oh, I mean, I don't. I don't think I played it long enough to really say I got my money out of it, but I think I think I will eventually. Like yeah, that's I'm the kind of game playing. you can always go back and play. Exactly, as long yeah, as there's think, still people playing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'll I'll still be playing regardless. I'll, I'll battle yeah. bots. I never the, sold it. I'll be shooting down uh, the the X. I don't know some X wings or you know the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I I saw that it was ten dollars at Meyer this week or. A couple weeks. Ten bucks. Ten dollars. Yeah, totally it. worth ten bucks. So is there, is there any right game now, you feel it. as though you kind of regret buying at any point or just like... I understand um, the whole frugal thing. I totally get that. And that, yeah. that's, that totally, like, you saying that, I, I get it. Like, it makes sense now. Like, yeah. 
But uh, is there is there like one game that stands out as being like not worth the single penny you put into it in the history of all your playing video games? Um, that I personally purchased. Sure. Um, or one that you made your parents waste. Don't money say on. Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> I only got like three thousand. You definitely got your money worth out of, money it. <coughs> out of no. it, whether you enjoyed it or not. Way I, more I'm not. Than my money's no, worth. I'm not one of those. I actually really enjoyed Destiny. I had a lot of fun with it. I wish more people still played it. We'll, we'll go back. I'm sure. Yeah. By the way, listeners, Joey's part of our Destiny crew. Yeah. If you've heard us so. talk about Santana, this is the Santana, <laughs> the oh, legendary. I, we weren't talking about him and Rob Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I'm honored. Yep. Yeah, I was unaware. Yeah, how You've are your guitar previously. chops these days? <laughs> uh, you know, I start. I, I I still need to pick up the guitar like hero the that's under the moon. Yeah, <laughs> my, my guitar hero is uh, still buried in the back of my closet, so I need to break yeah. that out and you know play some Black Magic Woman. On yeah, guitar I mean, I started up too. the rock band days again. You know, yeah. I was talking to Nick and William them about it uh, a while back and. Totally forgot about I it. I just got a text from Willie a couple days ago that was like, "We got to play rock band." Yeah, dude, but. we we gotta get the band back together. Those were the days, man. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Seriously, like it's been awesome. a while. But uh, yeah, back to the original question is, um, you know, I I don't know. I think I I feel like I've been pretty smart with my gaming purchases, and it's like, yeah, I I only buy games that I know that I'm gonna get a lot you're, out you're of. like the Alex like Alex is to movies where he doesn't buy into the hype and like just go out and like. Yeah, see, because um, Alex doesn't watch trailers. He just yeah. Oh, you don't watch yeah. trailers? No, right? no. I and part and part of it. It's weird for us to talk about these kinds of things. I think we are we are people who who are able to answer this question more because we are putting ourselves out there to buy these games to talk about them. Right. And it's the so same we, with movies. We too. have the regret. What do oh, you yeah. do when you go see a movie? How do you avoid the trailers? Uh, if I'm by myself, I typically take headphones. Uh, if I'm not by myself, I'm plugging my ears and looking down. Really? Yeah. Hmm. People probably think I look insane, but I don't care. They're like, oh, God, this guy's going to shoot up the I theater. I the Plug, plugs his ears and sings show tunes. Pretty much, yeah. To I sing himself. Purple Rain yeah. out loud. In the Pour theater. some out for Prince, by the way. Yeah. Much well, love. Yeah, I guess that's a, that's a good way to go, because... Now that I think about it, like I've definitely seen movies where I absolutely regret spending $10. And right. Watching that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the two hours of your I'm life you'll never get back. I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, that's cool. Anyways. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, totally I respectable, man. I mean, you, you, you don't want to waste your time. And, and I mean, that's awesome. And like, money. Yeah. You know, time and money. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, yeah. It can, games, games are fucking games expensive. Are expensive. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they're getting more expensive. For sure. Well, next week's question, well, this week, rather, this episode's question is, what sort of recurring segment should we introduce to the show? Alex recommended that we videotape Brian eating things. <laughs> that has nothing that. to do with gaming. It doesn't, but we could do it with game music behind it. It's probably how this podcast would take off. Yeah. yeah. We would then become popular. Watch this man with a tiny mouth eat a large object. <laughs> you know, I'm not really a fan of the idea, but I am a fan of free food, so whatever. I will feed you to do to fuel <laughs> yeah. this this segment. I, I would fund that. Yeah. I would yeah. you know. You may have you all food. of your meals paid for from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> We're oh, going to yeah. exploit you like a porn star. There's a sandwich at Blimpy's now called the Blimp. So oh, we nice. can get that. 
that would. Can I get in on this? Damn, free food. Yeah, yeah we'll figure it out. We your mouth's too big. The it's Midwest not as much eating fun. nerds. <laughs> Midwest food nerds. Yeah, the Midwest food same, nerds. Same, I, I same totally acronym as film nerds. Yeah, except instead of the film strip, it's between sub buns. <laughs> I mean, if you guys want to change the name of this podcast right now, we can just talk about food the oh, whole we'll time. We'll just start a I mean, whole new podcast. Yeah, okay, yeah. all right. Well, okay. We're recording that one after this. All right, I'll shut right. up now, and we'll, we'll just do it. Yeah. We'll, We'll do that right on. Anyways, I forgot to announce it at the top, but we are going to be reviewing Dark Souls 3. But before we get yes. into that, what have you guys been playing other than that, Joey? Anything or just Dark Souls, Dark, uh, Dark Souls, Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls, right Souls 3? No. Um, Wait a minute. Should we take a break to uh, reiterate what that question was? Oh, yeah. Let me Dark ask Souls the, question. the question for next episode Sorry. is what sort of recurring segment should we introduce to the show? Got it, Nick? <laughs> Got it? I'm going to say that about 12 more times throughout the course of the episode. Just making sure. All right. Anything else, Joey? What else have you played? Oh, um, you know. <laughs> he hasn't even said anything. <laughs> Other than Dark Souls. Other than Dark Souls. Uh, I guess, funny, funny you ask, uh, God of War 3. Um, really? Actually, yeah. Uh, I bought a, you know, Black Friday. It was only like, you know, 20 bucks or nice. whatever. Is this the PS4 remaster? Yeah, the, okay. the remaster of PS4 for sure. And, um, does it hold up? You know, uh, I enjoyed it. You know, I, I like the, the God of War series, uh, you know, get old hack, like linear hack and slash games. Yeah. And, I loved uh, the first one. It was one of my favorite games on PS2. Yeah, it, it was, uh, it was solid. And, um, I never got a chance to play the third one cause I went with 360 yeah. instead of, uh, yeah, PS3, but now I'm back. Back cool. with Sony. I'm back. And uh, yeah, I definitely got uh, my money's worth because I cranked it up to just the outrageous. I think it's like Titan difficulty. It's the highest, <laughs> God, it's the highest difficulty. difficulty. And, and of course, you know, I'm going to tie it into Dark Souls any chance I get from everything I say. Yeah. But uh, yeah, honestly, um, playing God of War, if you find those games too easy... Um, I would, I would crank it up on the high. I know, I know, whatever. It's because you said honestly. Yeah, that's, that's exactly why. It's Brian's catchword tagline. Don't steal my tagline. Get your own. He says, he says honestly, dishonestly about a thousand times. Dishonestly, How about frankly, 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 whatever. I'll just say, hey, just, just assume I'm being honest. Yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> honestly, dicks. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's cool. Thank you for pointing that out. Actually, I'll stop. I'll, I'll know not to stop. No, when you actually listen to I'll, the I'll podcast, to you'll notice how many times he says honestly. Yeah. I'm going to start tallying yeah. that shit. Well, thank you. Thank you for. Yeah, now I'm aware. I'll stop. <clears throat> I'll, I'll leave it to you, Brian. Um, but uh, thank yeah. You. Yeah, when uh, you crank the d- difficulty in the God of War games all the way up, you kind of have to play them like it like a Souls game. Yeah, you have you can't just run in and oh, like yeah. hack and slash. You you have to like be really careful and like dodge and guard at the right time. So it was funny because uh, I kind of like was like that was on my list of games to play and prep for Dark Souls three because like <laughs> I had that on my backlog and then I had like the PS four uh, Dark Souls two um, edition. So I was playing those to kind of get them out of the way, and yeah, I found myself playing uh, playing God of War three very much like a soul, like I would a Souls game. Nice. So, yeah, pretty cool. Awesome, cool. Alex, what about you? Uh, I played a couple things. I played a little more Quantum Break, but I decided to put that on pause because they're going to put out patches for the three six or for the Xbox One and PC version. Sweet. Uh, that will hopefully make things run a little better on the PC. 
Uh, I played a little bit of Salt and Sanctuary, which I talked about previously, but I was like, everybody's playing Dark Souls. I might as well get into this a little bit. And uh, I restarted because I, for some reason, I typically, well, not for some reason, but I typically lean towards hunter classes because they have the long range weapons. But I think that's Pussy. the wrong way to play those games. So I went back and picked like the the knight class or the warrior and whatever the sword and shield guy is. Just be careful right. of fat rolling. I, I, it took me a while to like get, get the concept of like I, I'd never played when I first started playing uh, Dark Souls One. I didn't really get the whole weight concept. Like I didn't know that was a thing in those games, and I was fat rolling the whole time, and I raged out and like made a completely different character. So in terms of, of like <laughs> fat rolling, you mean like fat rolling? It's uh, it's basically. I don't know. I think uh, it's Je- like- Jeff posted something on Facebook, like a little GIF, and uh, it's basically perfectly surmises it. It's yeah, it's just fat rolling. It's like you you roll for like a foot or two, and you just flop over. Yeah, and it, it's it's basically it, it, it'll get you killed. Like it got me killed so many times that I uh, yeah, I literally kind of quit the not quit the game, but I com- made a completely a different character because yeah, I didn't know really, weight was a thing. You really can't dodge. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's, there's no you don't have the dexterity to like move out of the way. Yeah. yeah. And then then you find out what dodge rolling actually is like, "Oh my yep. god, you can dodge these attacks when I was yeah. fat rolling the whole time." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but so, honestly, all, all three of you guys would love Salt and Sanctuary. It's Never Dark Souls it. in the 2D form for PlayStation 4. Really? It's it's Dark Souls. John, you would absolutely love it because it's Dark Souls and Castlevania. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. So check that out for sure. Um, I played a little bit of the Doom beta. Did you do that as well, Brian? I didn't get around to it. Okay. I played one match of the Doom beta. It feels like a first-person shooter multiplayer game. Yeah. Period. Yeah. yeah. I actually read a lengthy article about it, and that made me not want to play the beta. Yeah. I mean, it's there's not much special to it. I played the just the team deathmatch mode where every once in a while there's a power up that allows one of your people to turn into a demon, and that makes them kind of overpowered. And yeah, the revenant. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's got that wrinkle to it, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel special. It doesn't feel yeah. like what doom and, and quake and those kinds of arena shooter games used to be. I still have high hopes for the single player. Me too. I like, I'm hoping it's at least fun in that. Like it looks weirdly colorful for like a, for, for the subject matter in terms of the actual, like what I've seen of the yeah. single player game. So I'm excited to see that. But anyway, doom of halo duty. <laughs> but uh and then other than that i played a little bit of dark souls but you guys are going to talk about dark souls 3 so all day every really day need to talk did about you get that. to any bosses or anything i beat like the main tutorial boss guy in the first go in dark souls 1 yeah okay so that was that was nice but really i i basically branched out from the first campfire and found a second one and then i've just kind of been toying around with going and killing a bunch of guys and then leveling up and buying things from vendors and whatnot. So it's, you know, slow going, but it's, I've been having fun with it. So yeah, the first real boss in the game, not, I'm sure it's not the tutorial boss, me. but yeah, the, the first real boss I, I saw you playing and, uh, I mean, you're in the vicinity and, uh, yeah, that's, that's the boss that made me, it's I, cause fat rolling, <laughs> fat, <laughs> fat rolling and that boss. Yeah. I'm sure that's, yeah, that's exactly how it's going to yeah, go maybe for me. Just make a whole new character. Probably. <laughs> I abandoned my first character. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I bought Ratchet and Clank and I beat it. 
uh, I bounced off of the first, the PS2 Ratchet and Clank okay. pretty hard because it was just, I don't know if I wasn't in, like third person shooters weren't as refined as they are now. And Is and that like, is third person shooter the new name for platformers? Like is Ratchet and Clank like not a platformer? It's a platformer. But it's also kind of like it's a. I mean, it's a third-person kind of adventure game. You know, you could think of it as like a, a banjo kazooie. But there's a little more combat to it because right. there's different weapons and things that you get. Um, but I think it for some reason didn't hit me on PS2. But with this game, they've remade the story of the first game as like a tie-in for the movie. Okay. But they've taken elements and weapons and everything. They made like a greatest hits of the entire Ratchet and Clank series. And put it into so, one piece. Yeah. There's like, there's RPG-ish elements where you get experience for killing things. And then your weapons also get experience for killing things. Cool. So you can level up your weapons more and more. And... Um, all kinds of different collectible kind of things. You can collect these cards, which unlock other things in the game, and hmm. and um, golden bolts, which allow you to use cheats and things like that that are in the menu. So that kind of stuff is cool. I I probably got a good fifteen hours out of the main storyline, and there's a new game plus, and it's only forty dollars. Sweet. Or I heard 30, it looks really good. Thirty two. If you if you have the Gamers Club unlocked, it looks fantastic. Like. It, a- Pixar cartoon. It or runs something. at 30 frames, but it looks beautiful. It's a gorgeous game. It's one of the prettier looking PS4 games that I've Sweet. seen. Sweet. But uh, no, it's it's great. I, I really hooked into it. They did a good job of kind of conveying. I think with those kinds of games, they make they put so much emphasis on the weapons, but I'm always that kind of guy that's like, oh, this is a special weapon. I'm going to not use it because I don't know when I'm going to need these bullets. But they go through lengths to show you that you are going to get ammo all over the place. Right. So you should just use everything. And I finally like embraced that this time around. And so the variety of gameplay you get from using different guns is awesome. So. Sweet. Yep. Very cool. Brian, what about you? Anything? Just dark souls three. I played a little more bloodborne before. Dark oh wait. Souls yeah. Came out. I did that too. I forgot. Nice. And, uh, I finished one more boss in that game too. I just, that game's so good. It's so good. I want to go back to it at some point. Did you guys get the DLC for it? No. No, I still need to do that. What's the point if we didn't finish the game? Oh, well, if you didn't finish it. I mean, it's still. Yeah, if you didn't finish it, still. Go yeah. do the DLC and then finish it. You don't want to do Trust Isn't me, you don't want to do the DLC this, harder? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I watched <laughs> I I haven't got a chance to pick it up yet, but uh, I watched a video of uh, all the bosses in that and instantly, instantly, like... I can tell they're all Rock like hard. just yeah. There's some of the, like the best, but also most challenging, which kind of that's what makes them so good. Yeah. in Souls games, yeah. And cool. uh, they never mind. I'll, I'll <laughs> save that for Dark Souls Three because okay. it ties into it. Yeah, I was gonna say I also I downloaded the Nintendo Mitomo app on my phone. I played a little bit of that too, and but it seems kind of weird. I do. I think it's funny that you can make the dude talk, like your character talks. Yeah. What is this? It's, it's just like a me, like a game for your me. Like it's almost like a me social network. Yeah. And like you answer questions and things and like it asked me what my favorite food was and I said all the food or something like that. And like Megan was watching me like fill out the questions and she's like, your answers are so stupid. And I'm like, but, <laughs> but my answers are true. Like, 
these are real answers. Honestly, it, yeah, honestly. Because <laughs> it asked me, it's like, what's your what's your favorite food? And I was like, I like all the food. I'm basically a human garbage disposal. Like that's what I wrote down. Like, and she like food. she read that and she's like, no, seriously, like what is your favorite food? And I'm like, I don't have one. I don't discriminate. Sandwiches. I like food. It's so. I just yeah, it was just it was just uh, funny like because having her read over my shoulder while I was doing it. But yeah, I, I do I like how he talks back to you. Yeah, and you get to choose a voice, and you can you can actually choose the different like if you're if you want your character to have like a very flat voice or have a lot of inflection, so you can alter that, which is kind of cool. So yeah. hmm. I don't know where they're gonna go with that, but maybe it'll tie into Pokemon Go when that comes out. Yeah, probably I maybe I don't know. We'll see, oh. I'm gonna play the shit out of Pokemon Go. But you said it's kind of. What can you like message other people or something? Yeah, or if you have friends thing? and stuff, and like okay. it shares answers, and, and other people can ask you questions, and you can ask other people questions, and when you answer each other's questions, you get different coins and things to like buy new clothes for your me and stuff. Or you also get coins to buy like 3ds and Wii U games. Yeah, well. like you can huh. like there's there, like a, the the social aspect is a big part of it if you want to like actually like benefit from it. I think and yeah, it's I, mainly like a social network. Yeah, for kids. It's like kid oriented, but it's cool. Like, I mean, even as an adult, like I had fun playing with it for a minute. Like I could yeah. see it, if I actually had a Wii, it'd be, you know, a Wii U would be a little more beneficial, but I don't. So mm-hmm. anyways, that's all I have. Alex, you had some game news information you want to talk about? Yeah, there's a few quick things. Stuff like the Shadow Complex remasters coming to PlayStation 4 May 3rd, which is uh, an awesome uh, Metroid-like game that came out for the yeah, Xbox really 360 originally. It. It's fantastic. It's already out on PC and Xbox One, but it will be out on PS4 soon. And anybody who had a PS3 and didn't have an Xbox 360 at the time should definitely check it out because it's it's cool. It's great. I wish they had a second one. That's always been rumored for quite a while. So sweet. Um, yeah, the company that made it went hard with the mobile games thing. Yeah, That's they, why they haven't made a sequel. It's the people who do Infinity Blade are, yep. are the guys that made. Which there's Shadow now Complex. at least three of those. Yeah. So, um, Mafia Three is coming October seventh. Is anybody anybody a big Mafia person? Never played no. any of them. I haven't played them. I've heard but good the fact things. that they're making a third one makes me think I should go back and play them. Yeah. I can't remember if I played Mafia or The Godfather back in the day. <laughs> like I don't. It's probably it's, pretty it's similar. Probably the same, same <laughs> yeah. game. Like same, probably same, same thing. I'm well, not, one yeah, has a movie license behind it, and the yeah. other doesn't. They were right, probably yeah. like, "Oh, this mafia game's doing well. Let's do a Godfather." Yeah, one. I just remember it being just like, a, like a lot of games like that, just like a super cheap version of GTA. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but people are excited about it, so maybe it'll be it'll be sweet. Yeah. Um, the guys who made Bastion and Transistor, Supergiant, have nice. a new game called Pyre coming out. It's being previewed at PAX, which is this weekend right now as we're recording. Um, so if you are interested in those kinds of games, go check it out. It sounds like it's some kind of party-based RPG kind of thing, but it's got a weird, like, it's almost like a sports arena kind of element to it. It's 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 hard to describe, especially without, like, having something to look at. So if you're interested in that, please check it out some more. Um, Leslie Benzies, former... Uh, rock star employee who was on sabbatical for six months and then tried to come back to his job and then was basically locked out is now suing Rockstar for 150 million dollars. The real crux of the story is there's a well, I, yeah, I don't know. The real crux yeah. of the, and this is the guy that Only like 150 million. There's a lot of information and anecdotal stories coming out 
in this lawsuit from both sides of it showing that like he was the dude who made Red Dead Redemption happen. Like they were four or five months away from give that him game. all of the money. Yeah. All of the monies. They were like it to all four or five months away from release. And one of the Hauser brothers who like is also one of the founders of, of rockstar was basically just like, uh, we need you because we don't have a game right now. And then he apparently came in and fixed it up and got it released by the release date. And that went on to become one of the most Glorious. critically lauded games in, in that generation. We made a game within that game. That's oh, like, yeah. That's yeah. how epic that Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting, yes. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> yes. um, Get after him. <laughs> yeah. Were you there when we were pushing the bear in the lake, too? <laughs> Did you ever? I don't, know, I don't know if I was there for the bear pushing, but I, re- I remember the, the Maltovs and oh, yeah. throwing yeah. knives. Oh, well, yeah. And then there was the time where we went down to Mexico, and there's oh, the yeah. castle in that game. Yes. where we, we were just like, hey, there's six of us in here right now. We're just going to go nuts and get our wanted level all the way up. And we were like doing all, we were just smashing all the all the police that were coming after us. <laughs> and, then, and then Joey's like, oh, I'm just going to start killing you guys now. I, I remember it very differently <laughs> than the rest of you guys. Just saying. I, I know how I know Joey how the story Dick. ends, but in some cases, but yeah, I, I, I remember it a lot differently. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll just I did not fire the, the first shot. I, yeah. I, just, I was going to say that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, so there's a lot of interesting Rockstar stuff I threw coming a knife, out okay. right now. <laughs> it was a knife. It was, yeah. a, it was a shot. Um, so check that out if you want to know more. There might be more fun stories coming out. People always have insane stories about Rockstar. Yeah. So, um, well, I guess it lives up to its name as a studio then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ken Levine, the man behind Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite, is supposedly working on a Twilight Zone interactive experience. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, is it like was? It? There's not a whole lot of information out about it yet. It was basically just like Ken Levine and Twilight Zone coming soon. At least soon. it's not oh, Super Twilight. Tease. Well, yeah, yeah like, nobody yeah. nobody wants that. That's, <laughs> that's all I have to input. It's, it's the kind Ken of Levine a, Twilight. I think experience. half the people like closed the article. They just saw Twilight and just closed it. They didn't even get yeah. to the zone. They just read Twilight. Probably. Like, nope, and like, I'm no. done. Fuck um, this guy. It's kind of interesting because. I don't know why they would make this pairing. I feel like the, the the Twilight Zone, like Ken Levine's good at world building, and the Twilight Zone is already established. Is a, I mean, it's our world is kind of the point of it all. So it's kind of like I don't know necessarily where his strengths are going to come into it. I know that like the Bioshock games are supposed to have, like the weights of your choices are supposed to have an impact, but Bioshock Infinite taught us that that wasn't true and that he's not that good at that. So it's like, I don't know what he's going to bring to it, but it'll be interesting to see. So right on. Yeah. Finally, the big story, uh, the guys at giant bomb were the first people to report this. There are leaked documents from the PlayStation 4k, uh, from Sony kind of directly confirming that there's a PlayStation 4k in the or works 4.5 as I've also heard it called yep. or well, Neo. It's codenamed the Neo, Neo yeah. according to codename. these documents. The one. Um, it's going to have... Right. Uh, no, that's the Xbox. Yeah, PlayStation yeah. 1. <laughs> right. Are you getting a fax? I don't know. My printer just woke up out of nowhere. I'm it probably hasn't worked right, in so. years. That's Ken Levine talking to us from the Twilight Zone. Um, <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not even plugged in. Stop talking about <laughs> my game. He's <laughs> <laughs> all pissed. Um, it just starts spinning out paper. <laughs> 
Anyway, it's yeah. kind of <laughs> fucked up, man. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that got picked up on the mic. Um, so the PlayStation 4K confirmed to be targeting a very similar uh, CPU. It's got the same eight Jaguar cores, but it's a little bit faster. It's got a slightly better GPU in terms of more computing units and at a faster speed. And then it's got the same amount of memory, but it's also got a faster thru- throughput. So what throughput. that all means to everything... Who knows at this point? The main meat of the documents basically were a bunch of guidelines that Sony is imposing on the developers using this development kit. Uh, Mainly things like you need to, by October of this year, you need to ship everything that you ship on disk has to have two versions to it. One that's optimized for the Neo and one that's optimized for the normal PS4. That makes zero fucking sense. So... They are doing everything in their power to make sure that the user base does not get fractured by this thing. Uh, Just don't fucking release a new system, you idiots. It's not a new system. It is. But it's not. It's the same system. If you you need to buy two different discs... No, you don't. Oh, you don't? That's the whole point, is that you don't have to buy two different discs. It's like a PC where you have a shitty PC and you have to play it on low settings versus... You have a better PC yeah, and you can play the, it on medium about, or high. Like, how many how many more issues are they going to have with like graphical bullshit and all yeah. that stuff and having to patch things now? Like it's going to be so much worse because you don't have the closed architecture anymore. Well, you well, do. It's There's just two versions. I mean, it, uh, that's more about the fact that QA practices are like QA is hard nowadays, and it takes a lot of money and it takes a lot of time, which are not things that you typically have when making a product. Right, but. Other, so they're going to optimize all the discs to make sure that the PS4 and then the possible Neo, like all of them can be played. That's that's the, the so idea I, is that as I of right like now, there is there will never be a game that is released for the Neo only. That is currently okay. what, what the idea is. Will it affect the performance of a game that's not necessarily optimized for it? Like, for instance... Dark Souls 3 has a lot Any of game right now game will stuttering. Have, will have to be patched in order to take advantage of okay. the better technology of the Neo. And so basically get a bigger hard drive, too. You're going to have to pay for that. Yeah, Which there I mean, they are available, probably be better textures and stuff. So if you don't know that already. Take more space. Potentially. But, I mean, I don't, I don't even know necessarily how much better the textures are going to be. The thing supposedly can output 4K, but it's not being required. They're kind of mandating that any game on the Neo needs to run at 1080p because that's not currently the case for the Xbox One or the PS4. Right. Um, And then I think they want to aim for at least 30 frames a second, if not 60. So. Oh, you mean so like everything they were shooting for when they originally put out a PS4? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) 1080p, 60 frames per second, every game. Oh, just kidding. There's no information in here about what kind of Blu-ray drive is included, so it's not certain whether or not the thing will support 4K Blu-rays. It should, if they're going to bother. That's kind of the hope. There's just no I think that's the only reason to even include 4K support, because whatever video technology they put in that thing, I mean, from what I read, might be its uh, specs, it's not going to cut it for 4K games. No, and that's that's the thing, is that it's just, you know, basically the only stuff that's going to run at 4K are, like, indie games. Or like maybe um, or whatever like that. that TV thing is that they have, the TV service. PlayStation View, yeah. potentially, but none of the cable providers, are, none of the cable channels are currently outputting stuff at that, so... 
I don't know. I don't know. It seems like a bigger hassle than I think a lot of developers are going to want to deal with. Well, I feel like it's a little too early too. Like they they should do this in like another couple of years. Yeah, or so. well that's They're, when they want to put out PlayStation Five. Two years well, into actually, the life of the system. I've also read articles that are kind of saying like, well, there, this might be the last console generation. Yeah. That's I mean that's been a thing. People have been saying that for yeah. since like the last right, console yeah. generation <laughs> drug on for eight years since the, the yeah. PS One. Yeah. yeah, PC Master Race, the last. Know, consoles are dead, or yeah, it's just not true. But I actually heard they um, uh, don't necessarily plan on making a PlayStation Five. Uh, I think one of the one of the big guys at Sony um, was just doing an interview, and he said, um, I believe it was maybe about. He was asked about yeah. if they were gonna release a PS4 or if they're just gonna continue to try and like. Or PS5 rather, and they're just probably going to continue to optimize the PS4, maybe. And just I'm, I mean, like I that and make it. I like, can't imagine that that's true because these things were so. I don't want to say long in the tooth, but because they're kind of, the technology was limited at their release anyway. Like it was a little, it was lagging behind most PCs at that point. Okay. So it's. It's kind of iffy, but there's a few other interesting things that you can read about in a lot of these articles. Basically, Sony's also saying that your games cannot have extra features in the Neo version. However, if you're doing like couch co-op and you can only do four player on the PS4, then maybe on the PS4K you can do eight or something along those lines. Gosh, like, you're going to need a big couch for that. Yeah, But it's... There's a lot of weird information out there right now, but this is all stuff that's like confirmed. It was it arrived on Sony documents on their doorstep, so it's it's this is happening. Great, you know? the future is bleak. As for when it's going to be released, nobody really knows, but it it's looking because they're saying that they want everything in October to start shipping. I would say this holiday looks likely. Well. Fine. I'll get one when my PS4 burns down, which is likely to happen at some point. I'm the kind of guy who hedges his bets, so I would probably use this as an opportunity to get rid of my launch day PS4. Yeah. I don't know if this is the podcast to talk about, but does like does anyone care about 4K anymore, or is it all about virtual reality now? I care about 4K. I mean, they're for yeah. different things. Okay. Yeah, it's it's two it's two different. But this is also the the whole point of the Neo is that it will also help the PSVR run even smoother and better than than it will on right PS4 because yeah. it's still doing the same. You know, you're still. I can't even imagine games. what people's skin looks like in 4K versus HD. It looks nuts. If you, you see have every pore, if you have a 4K, so many blemishes. if you have a 4K, like you can want any Netflix TV show that comes out can be watched in 4k on the netflix app if you have the internet um, for it right if yeah. you have the internet for it um better call saul and breaking bad are both on netflix in 4k because they shoot hmm. on well breaking bad was filmed but better call saul is shot on like a red phantom so it's more than 4k it's hmm. like I, I never saw the point in that honestly it's like red why do i want to watch a, a drama or a comedy to 4k like it's well it's one of those things where it's like i can't i can't watch dvds anymore i really? can't do it because it just looks like yeah. ass on these tvs I'm it's a not too it's not that like um it's not that i need everything to look perfect but it's just it's much more the closer things look 
to like me looking through a window, the more immersed I can become. Movies in feel those. they feel more dated that way, and you don't want them to. Like that was it was I think it was in the on the Cracked podcast. Maybe they were talking, or maybe I don't know if it was Cracked or it was on Film Nerds. I don't remember now, but. Uh, one of you podcasts talks about movies is talking about how like, the time, the timelessness of certain movies and mm-hmm. how like Fight Club was filmed in like 1998, right? Yeah, yeah. And it like if you watch Fight Club now, because of the fact that there aren't like a ton of like technological references and things like that, and like the way it was filmed, like it if you watch it now, it doesn't seem dated in the least bit. But that movie is like approaching being 20 years old. Yeah. Like that's amazing. So like. DVDs like just watching a normal DVD on a fancy television now, like automatically it's gonna have, dates it. It's gonna have that like dated feel, like just because of the way it, it looks, like not just the content, but mm-hmm. like actual the visual representation you're seeing is gonna look dated. Plus, I kind of like Fair I think enough. that it's you'll you'll hear especially around the HD transition that people like the costs of making things skyrocketed, even from the aspect of like. You couldn't use TV makeup anymore because people would see it and be like, "Man, why are they wearing so much makeup?" Like yeah, it's people great. people make fun of the fact that there's like HD eyeliner or something like that, but it's legitimately because it looks better in HD than the old kinds of eyeliner. So is there did. 4K eyeliner? Uh, who knows? So, we might so be about getting to be, there. Man. Actors just aren't using makeup anymore. If they're using less makeup or better looking makeup, but they have to because you can see it. Yeah, so yeah. It's, I've, I've actually it's seen all that about before. that facial yeah. reconstruction. That's why when you watch now. the TV now in HD and like you see Murray Feldman and like Carmen, what's her nuts like on television? <laughs> like, they look all greasy and shit. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have any fucking makeup on. Yeah, it's like I don't, I don't know if I want things to see things. You know, for the news, yeah, whatever. Like, but these I think, talking no, pepperoni I think, pizzas on yeah. TV. Yeah. Like food, food, yes. Uh, sports, absolutely. Video games and like action movies that's really the only like absolute setting for like it. i think that's where it sees most benefit but it's, it's like, one of those things where it's like i don't want to go back to watching like 480p television just because it's a drama you know? yeah I yeah but do you want do you want to see every single poor and every single person that's not <laughs> what i'm paying attention to so i don't really care that i, I want to see down keep, into the poor and see what's in there he wants to dig into the poor I just don't want to have to keep spending all this money on stuff because uh, it's well, really expensive. Yeah, that's like the, the life the 4K of a consumer. Blu-rays that's now. the problem. Like I want to spend money on it, but I don't. You have a podcast that relies on I you know. consuming things. So yeah. I guess awful. you'll have to forego getting a house. Uh, yeah, I know. To yeah. keep up my anyway, just move into one of Alex's spare rooms. We're here. super off track, but yeah. anyway, yeah, anyways, there's a lot of weird and cool and strange and different info about the Xbox uh, and PlayStation. Uh, Updates, half yeah. updates yeah. that are going on right now. Now that things are looking more solid for Sony, the guy from Microsoft was like, "Yeah, we don't, we don't really think we want to do like a point five. We want to do like a full upgrade. So you're probably going to get the Xbox Two next year. Yeah, but it'll be well, the you know, Xbox I, I One. They're two. working on a slim model right now. Is what I you heard. might get a slim model right now, but they'll probably like <laughs> X Bone Slim, the X Bone, yeah, the Slim Bone. <laughs> no slim, one wants that. Slim Bone One. <laughs> But it's yeah, I don't know. There's a picture right here of somebody somebody mocked up a 32x on top of an X bone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. 
awesome. But, that would be awesome if I could play Genesis games in it. Just two, just two quick. Other, are you pretty much be sure wrapped post up? That for the yeah, listeners. I think that's. I mean, you know, I know yeah. you guys are going to spend to go way off hours. topic first. I just got a couple minutes, other quick things. First one is they as as of Thursday this past week they have officially stopped producing Xbox 360s. Yeah. That's that's a yes. big deal. That console was in production for over ten years. Yeah, yeah. that's a huge. Wow, I kind of want to hold on to mine now. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so. I, I almost sold mine. For Still have mine. I have the old school white one. I, I got the, don't have those. The Halo edition. So. Yeah, I, I would pick up one of those Xbox E's, like the super tiny ones. Yeah, those point. are cool. But, yeah, so I wanted to throw that out there. And then also upcoming games for May. We've got Battleborn, Uncharted, Doom, Homefront, uh, Total War, uh, Warhammer, Overwatch, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Dangerous Golf, Sherlock Holmes, Dead Island Definitive Collection, which is kind of cool. And the the uh, Fallout 4 DLC is coming out. So if you guys listening have something you want us to talk about, like give us a little bit of input. Otherwise, we're just going to fly by the seat of our pants and probably end up doing Uncharted Doom and Overwatch is probably the main three we're going to get to. But yeah, if there's something specific you want us to talk about, let us know. Other than that, let's talk Dark Souls 3. Yes. That's why we're here. That's why we made Joey eat Ernie's sandwiches with us beforehand. Yeah. Even though he pussed out and only ate half. <laughs> uh, I'm currently cutting weight for a fight, so yeah. No excuse, to, man. <laughs> it's an Ernie sandwich. You have to eat it one They're though. You're going to eat that over the course of the week? No. <laughs> no, I'll probably just ration it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, should, but whatever. Dark Souls 3. Alex, you didn't play it, so I'm sure maybe you have some questions written down of things you want to talk about, but... Uh, I'm going to just go right off the bat here and say I fucking love this game. I love it just as much as I love Bloodborne. Maybe a little bit more than I love Bloodborne. And ultimately, I think it, it's funny because you talk about Salt and Sanctuary being this game that's like Ca- Castlevania meets Bloodborne and, and Dark Souls. I think the the Dark Souls series is what Konami wanted to do with Castlevania 3D and just could <laughs> not do it. Yeah, that makes sense. Like these, these games, like the Dark Souls games are the Castlevania 3D games that I want. And they're so good. Because you do actually, you can get a whip in Dark Souls. I use the whip. You can basically run around like a Belmont. You know, it's garbage. It's pretty garbage. But it's useful for if If you get rushed by an enemy, you can actually kind of interrupt them, stun them briefly, and then attack them. But you can do that with basically any weapon. Yeah, well, it looks cooler with a whip, okay? Most of them don't have any poise, which is... right. Yeah. So basically, I don't even know what that means. See, <laughs> the stats in the game are so confusing. Not true. Not true. Souls fan. Not even a vet, bro. Not even, vet. Not even veteran. Get, get good. I just play the game. Get okay? good. Anyways, uh, I that's so. I think that might be my my appreciation for these games comes from the fact that I'm a huge Castlevania fan, and I I loved how brutal some of the boss fights were in the Castlevania games, and how cheesy some of the enemy attacks were, and to have that translated into a a playable and amazingly beautifully crafted video game that's in 3D is just so fucking awesome. So I'm I, I'm a big fan of Dark Souls three, big fan, and I'm not I'm barely even through it. I hit a wall pretty hard fighting one of the bosses, and I can't get past it. But I keep trying. Like I've come back every day and tried, and still can't do it. But I'm not mad about it. Like it's a little bit upsetting, but it's not upsetting to the point where I'm not gonna play the game. So. I love it. I'm down. Yeah. Joey? Um, yeah. Uh, I guess to get into the more review aspect of it, um, 
Try to avoid spoilers if you can. Okay. Uh, short little review. Oh, before I do that, I just uh, thought I'd surprise you guys with this uh, little tidbit. Um, yeah, I stayed up until uh, 6.30 in the morning uh, <laughs> trying to complete this game like just, i saw you on there too because that's when i beat ratchet and clank yeah. i was like did he just did he just fall asleep with the playstation on no no uh i i started playing at 11 last night and i knew i was close to the end and i thought it, it should be a i thought it, it was appropriate that at least one of us get to the end we of this always, game we always try to but yeah. Yeah. i mean we, we usually have such it, little time to yeah. actually do that that it doesn't really work out but two I weeks mean, isn't enough for this game. no i know especially this, if you're like not familiar with the souls yeah. games it's it's extremely challenging Noobs yep. like us <laughs> good, good. yeah but uh yeah i managed to successfully get to the end i like i like to explore every little nook and cranny in souls games that's why I love. And there about. are a lot yeah. of them. There's, there's mm-hmm. for for as linear as the games may appear a, a lot of the time, there is a lot of little details and like little areas to explore. Yeah, uh, so much more in this game than the others. They did an amazing job with just every aspect. But yeah, I just I rushed through it, man. And there's a there's one boss that uh, it kind of broke my spirit a little bit um i like I, I, only like, one I, yeah yes there uh, in fact there so was really you were up till 6 30 a.m crying <laughs> yeah pretty much you uh, got no. the you got to the final boss at like one right you were just like yeah. yeah well what happened was like i started at 11 and by like 12 like around 12 30 this boss was just wrecking me and i'm just like I, I don't think i'm gonna be able to finish this by the time the podcast hits and i just felt obligated to do it and, um, yeah, so I took a little break and I just powered through it and it's, I actually, it's an optional boss. Mm. Um, one that shall rename nameless. Okay. Yeah. A little ominous, <laughs> ominous, uh, little thing there. But somebody um, shit their pants. <laughs> no. Dog farted. Maybe. The cat just made a poop probably. Oh, so oh, professional man. every Heard time. Scratching nice. thing. But anyway. Heads uh, up yeah. listeners. Yeah. Wow. Cat poop. Yeah. It's coming your way. Um, if only Smell-O-Vision was real. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Next week, creeping into your living room. Uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, so I took a little break. Uh, I took like an hour break, and it's like, all right, I'm going to skip this boss because it's optional and just try and beat the game. So I power through like the last area yeah. and just like speed run it. Um, whilst, uh, I was speed running while trying to like, like, discover like and like search through every nook right, and cranny right. which was so stressful it's like oh it's like oh cool look at that sweet it's like i don't know if you ever saw the car uh south park episode where cartman goes to casa bonita no yeah it's it's a pretty good episode and if uh you watch it you'll know exactly what i'm talking about he's like yeah basically i was just trying to get little quick uh mental photos of all the scenery that i usually just try to take a lot of time and like for sure bask in just so I could finish it. Yeah, it's, but, I mean, it's a beautiful game. I mean, it's hard not to want yeah. to take a second and just appreciate yeah. like how amazing the scene, the scenery is. Like, and, yeah. and that's like all the notes that you get from other players playing the game that are right. like beautiful scenery or like praise the sun or whatever. Like, <laughs> it's all that. Like, yeah. you don't really think about it while you're playing because you're just like, I just want to go fuck shit up. And then yeah. you finally like find something like that, and you actually sit and you look and you just kind of like wave the camera around and see things and. And you're just like, God, this game's beautiful. Yeah, the immersion of this game over the, uh, like, just over really any game is 
It's a feat in itself. I mean, how many of those messages are, hey, the overlook on this cliff, all this is beautiful, and then you walk up to the cliff and like a dragon tail like takes you out from underneath or something? I haven't had that happen okay. to me. Yet. Usually you just that's jump I, off the usually, cliff to a platform that's not there. That's, I mean, I usually assume that all of those notes are there to kill me. Yeah, the, ga- yeah. the ganks are a little more obvious. Like, uh, usually, yeah. uh, like you'll see, usually see the enemies before uh, anything like that right. happens, but... I, yeah, I, I got through the whole game, and yeah, there's a couple moments at the end you guys uh, haven't gotten to yet where it is like that. But um, yeah, back to when I was rushing through it. I literally rushed through four bosses, I think. Yeah, it was four bosses. Steamrolled them. How many times did you die? A lot. Okay. A lot. But the, like <laughs> huge. Like I was at the end of the game, did a, yeah, did an entirely optional area. I haven't even area. finished four bosses total yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it was a uh, it was brutal, but you know I did it for you guys. Right on, so man. No, we appreciate one of us it. had to. One so, of us had to get through the. Whole so, thing. as someone who's played through the rest of the series, do you feel as though because this is supposedly the last game? Do this, you this feel? Last do you feel that this ties the definitely. story all together and like really wraps it up nicely? Um, I mean, if the, like if well, it probably is the last game. Uh, Miyazaki, the uh, creator. Um, of the Souls series, starting with Demon Souls, which I never got a chance to play because I didn't have a PS3 at the time. But uh, yeah, Demon Souls, Dark Souls One, Bloodborne, Dark Souls uh, Three. Obviously, he basically made it all, made them all, uh, with Except the exception yeah, of Dark two, Souls two, two. Was the only one he didn't do. Yeah, and he's he's expressed uh, openly that uh, his dislike for Dark Souls Two, which I I, I tried I playing it and often. I wasn't really a fan. Like I couldn't get into it. I'm a fan of the Souls series, and I like it is a little different. Um, I mean, it's a it's a Souls game, yeah. But uh, yeah, you can definitely tell the difference between all the other Souls games and Dark Souls Two. Right. Like, there's a clear difference, and you can see that. And um, Miyazaki, he did he he did a beautiful job of incorporating all of his games, as well as uh, things that. Um, I'm assuming he liked from Dark Souls 2 right. into this game. I mean, Good. it really just wraps up the entire series. Yeah. It, I do, like, me personally, like, I find, like, I, I'm interested in learning about the story and what's going on, but I find it kind of difficult to, like, concentrate on when I'm trying to not die ever. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's hard yeah. to, like, really wrap your head around what's going on in the story, like, while you're playing, because you're literally, like, you, you, like, your heart's racing constantly. Like, I, I think it was, I don't think it was a tree, maybe it was a tree boss. I was fighting <laughs> tree the, boss. the tree boss, the, the rotted, uh, whatever its name, the rotted wood. Yeah. And when I got done fighting him, which it was a seven and a half minute fight, right, Brian? Yeah, roughly. I videoed the I whole thing. It. It's on it's on my YouTube channel. That's a long time. Um, yeah. In game time. Seven well, I, and that's, is, like, yeah, I that's took, like, time. I was, because I, I, I had already, I fought him once and lost, and I it took me two tries, and, and I'm yeah. very proud of that, because normally some of these boss fights take a lot more than that. Yeah, yeah it takes like, time to, like, just figure the, out, the like, first First tutorial boss took yeah. you like a half took, hour to well, beat. Well, it did. And it, a half hour and three class changes. So, it, wow. like, I could not figure out how to kill the first fucking Man, boss. I got that one my second try. But anyways, so I, I beat the, the rotted wood guy, and I checked my heart rate, and I thought I was having a heart attack. <laughs> like, I was pretty sure I was going to die. It's and good. I stopped playing. I remember, like, being in the chair and just being like, woo! Yeah. Yeah. And like just being pumped. And like, and I stood up and I put the controller down. I was like looking at the TV and I was like, ah, oh, yeah. And then I was like, oh, I should check my heart rate. And I like checked my heart rate <laughs> using my watch. And I was just like, oh my God, like I think I'm dying. And I had to like sit back down and like 
breathe deep for a yeah. few minutes. That's why you should have the PlayStation camera so that it records the things that you yell out. <laughs> yeah. Like when I don't I, want when I, I beat that first Bloodborne boss. It would be so embarrassing yeah, for video. other people to catch the things that I say and do while I'm playing this game. <laughs> for I, me, it would be a long string of expletives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can only imagine how you're gonna feel when or if you beat this game because well, just, the if bosses can, that come after. So the, you know. the wall that I'm at currently is the Abyss Watchers, if anybody listening understands Spoilers. that. And, and I, it's not really a spoiler, but <laughs> I don't know. if if I could just fucking beat this boss, I'd be, I'd be so happy. Oh, this yeah, this boss is uh, yeah definitely one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, it's a cool um, boss, definitely. Uh, if you played uh, the Bloodborne DLC, which I was yeah going to talk about earlier, but I figured talk about yeah later on. Um, uh, the the bosses in blood uh, the Bloodborne DLC um, are heavily incorporated into a lot of the bosses in this game. That's one of the amazing things about it is uh, about Dark Souls Three is that you see all the other games Miyazaki has made yeah. and built, um, and you see them in this game. Um, you see uh, a lot of the architecture of Dark Souls. Uh, and Demon Souls even, mm-hmm. and you see the atmosphere, a lot of the gravestones and the graphics of Bloodborne. It's just, it really it's is awesome. just, it's a complete package of all the games he's put out, and even you know. But the, I mean, it's you know, still its own. The game. bastard child, yes. uh, Dark Souls Two, like it's just, it's everything in one. And uh, I think if this is going to be, which it most likely is going to be, the last game because he's expressed candidly about it that he doesn't feel it's right to continue on a series for an excessive amount of time so like, i'm hoping there's just gonna this be a is bloodborne a good, this is a good sequel. end to it let's that's a very um like other you know other country like the united states like we outdo like we overdo sequels and we overdo oh, series yeah. and like let's our tv series are all money. like five five seasons minimum and then they go yeah. up into eight to ten seasons yeah, whereas like european shows are like two to three seasons well it's because uh, Things like that, and and like yeah. and similarly, like I mean, the Metal Gear series is how long at this point? Like we're up up to like technically five or five five games posts, so seven games total yeah. technically. Right, and so and this is probably the end of that at this point, yeah. you know, until he figures out what he's doing next. Hopefully, Bloodborne too, but yeah, like we're it's this is uh it I th- I think three if if they were able to accomplish what they wanted to with the story wise, you know, story wise across like the three or four games they have. That's awesome. Yeah. I, 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 go ahead. I was going to say, I think even though this is the end, uh, clearly looking at something like salt and sanctuary, like this is right. such a genre that people like souls game has become a genre. Yeah. Yeah. Souls esque. Other people. It's incredibly popular and a lot of people are going to piggyback on that. Yeah. Whole it, it's formula. Just, yeah. It's, it's gotten huge. Like demon souls was, relatively low-key because it was only on ps3 yeah i remember reading about that game back in the day and it just yeah. sounded so unique to me and i just really wished i had a ps3 to play it when, when i ser- first saw trailers for dark souls I, I i was instantly hooked like i was like this is my must-buy purchase of the year like i have to buy this game and i managed to get a couple friends uh hooked on it too and then it just grew from there even that um deep down it was the Capcom game that was like huge and during the PlayStation 4 reveal that still hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Like that's supposedly some kind of Souls type game and like there's a lot of people I'm, making I, different things like this. So it's Yeah. And I, I'm excited to see more and more permutations of it. Yeah. I'm excited to like what I want 
there is, is one coming out. I want there to be like a sci-fi Dark Souls type game. The, there's like, like a samurai. Yeah, uh, Neo. 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 Neo is coming Neo. out. I'm really PS4. excited for that. The demo is coming out. Shogun uh, Souls. The demo is coming Ooh, out. Okay. Something like that. Like, uh, I, I think it's April 20-something. Yeah. April 29th or something. Well, like that. I appreciate good, like the, the mysteriousness yeah. of all the Souls games and just how they kind of leave you in the dark about things. Um, I would like to see a take like on a Souls game, like gameplay wise, similar, but with a stronger, more like obvious narrative, I guess. That that would be interesting to me too. The alpha demo for Neo is available April 26th through May 5th only. So it sounds like it's going to be online connected, but awesome. What were you going to say, Joey? Um, no, back to this, like what you were saying with story. Um, actually something I wanted to get to uh, a lot of people yeah they, they don't really like yet yeah, like that it's not like right in your face like, oh, I do like it I just think yeah yeah they don't like that well some people don't like that it's not very direct um that's actually something that I really like is uh how it, there is a very big storyline going on Dark Souls but you have to look for it like it's not there's not a ton of cutscenes there's actually probably more cutscenes in this than any of the others well it tends to tie into the the general like gameplay style of like we're not going to hold your fucking hand you need exactly. to learn the shit on your own kind of thing right and like that's going to that that yeah. notion alone is going to really push some gamers away and Brian thought it was going to push me away from Bloodborne the no hand holding thing, and I right. I love these games now. Like I, yeah. they're they're just so well done, and everything everything you do is so rewarding. That like even just finding a secret area or something like that, and like discovering bits and pieces of the story, and then like even just going online and like watching other people's interpretations of what's happening in the story, or like the overall main like arcing story that that's throughout. It, it's just all so interesting and like discovering it bit by bit is just as rewarding as like playing the rest of the game is. Yeah. Like what, what they do with the story is, yeah, they don't throw it in your face. What, what they do is like, if you really want to learn more about the lore, you just go online, read the grimoire cards. Yeah, oh, wait, exactly. Game, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can do that. Or, um, yeah, it's, it's everywhere. It's in item descriptions, yep. armor, yeah. um, uh, weapons, even the souls you collect, uh, you can go in the menus and like read all the descriptions. Yeah, but that, that's the everything. difference between this and Destiny is like, whereas Destiny has the grimoire cards that you have to leave the game to go and look for and read. Yeah, this is all in the game. You yeah. just have to take just the time to actually compile it. Right, yeah. exactly. It's all there. Um, yeah, it's just it's up to the player. It's like, do you want? Do, like, do you care enough about the story? Which a lot of people don't. They just want to like pick up a game and play and just like kill shit mm-hmm. yeah so it, it really by shit it really just leaves case. it up to the the player and what's also cool about the story in all these souls games is that it's really ambiguous and subjective like everyone has like their own little theories about it because it's right. not super yeah it's not very direct it's uh, a lot of it is kind of vague and you have to kind of piece piece it together and kind of speculate like oh is this person from you know dark souls one or you know is this area actually from demon souls which there's a lot of um i'm actually kind of working on a theory of the the story tie-in of demon souls incorporated in the dark souls a lot of people are kind of working on that i haven't i haven't found a lot of uh like hard documentation because i haven't like 
played the Demon Souls, so I don't really know yeah. for sure. But um, yeah, the story, it's, I don't know, it's something I enjoy. Yeah. That it's like, it's there if you, if you want to look into it. Right on. I'm incredibly impressed by, I mean, especially in Bloodborne, the level design and how everything's so intertwined. Oh, yeah. The different paths. Yeah. To, like, there's there's a clear shot to avoid enemies, and they, they've incorporated this in Dark Souls. Like, if you get the right bonfire, there's a clear shot to the boss without yeah. fighting anything else. Oh, yeah. Like, they, along they, the way, they, if they, you know what you're doing and you look for it. They do a really good job um, with how big this game is, especially. Um, um, they do a really good job in creating these shortcuts. When you yep. finally get through the level, you can open up these shortcuts that it's a ju- just a direct path to the ball so you're not trying to run through a bunch of enemies. Um, no, another thing I actually want to talk about is um, the challenge of this game. What makes uh, this game so amazing um, compared to the others is that it really allows players from all experience, whether you're new, same thing with the story, whether you're newer or you're like a veteran or you've been playing all the Souls games, um, it doesn't matter. Like you're going to get challenged from this game. Like you don't need um, experience to like figure out the story, which is nice. And the challenge aspect is, I mean, I've, been, I've played all these games yeah. uh, with the exception of Demon's Souls. And I was having a hard time. Like, I thought I was going to steamroll through, like, the first couple parts. And I was, I, was, I was pleasantly surprised in the challenge. Like, I was really happy in how challenging, like, every enemy can be. Yeah, I think probably the coolest thing about these games in general, when I sat down to play Dark Souls on the PC these past couple of weeks... I like felt like it was an accomplishment that I didn't get killed by like the random fodder enemies that are just around, even though that's not an accomplishment because there's such a language that you learn with these games in terms of like, this is how they control and kind of you start learning what you need to look for in order to parry correctly. And Mm -hmm. like all of those little technical aspects, like all of those might shift in different ways throughout these different games. But I find that interesting and kind of cool that that's kind of just how that, yeah, how that, how this genre or whatever you want to call it works. Coming from uh, bloodborne, I, I kind of felt like the fodder enemies in this. I mean, maybe it's just because I, cut my teeth on that game, you know, whatever. But, um, like, it's just, um, I feel like the fodder enemies are easier in this, but there's so many more of them. Like, you have to fight groups of enemies oh, way yeah. more than... In Bloodborne, you could pretty much fight everything one at a time. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, a, a big thing with um, Dark Souls over, yeah, some uh, Bloodborne is that uh, um, they really... You really want to pull enemies because there's so many more... Like, there's so many more enemies in the Dark Souls games and Bloodborne. You want to, like, b- pull out the bow or the crossbow or something and kind of just pull enemies one at a time. Cause, yeah. Or you can just, you know, be a boss and just go in and try and hack and slash, like, eight enemies at a time. Like, you know, Brian, there was yeah. a group uh, he was fighting earlier. And, yeah, I mean, you can you can try that, but... Not, not with that weapon out. I was using. Like, with um, I started with the uh, twin blades or whatever. And if you're actually using the dual wielding mode, um, 
you can take on groups yeah. of enemies pretty easily. That's a, a yeah, another really cool aspect to this game. The combat's very deep. The, the, yeah, the combat is amazing. Um, it's a lot different than uh, well, I mean, it's similar, but uh, they definitely add aspects to it uh, with the the dual wielding. They mm-hmm. have uh, primarily dual wielding weapons, and uh, now all the weapons you have have skills, which. Um, it's different than any of the other games. It just adds so much more to the combat and it makes, mm-hmm. it makes every, almost every weapon viable. Like they're in dark souls, like all the souls games, like there's like specific weapons I had, I had maybe like three weapons. Like mm-hmm. those are my go-to, all the others are trash. That's basically how a lot of the souls games are. There's a, like, there may be a lot of weapons, but they're terrible, especially the boss weapons. The boss weapons were the biggest disappointment. In Dark Souls 1, I remember like going through all that just chaos and just to get a shitty, shitty weapon. Yeah. And then like you use their soul to like make a, a weapon that's like, oh my God, this weapon was made from the soul of this massive dragon or whatever that took me days to beat. And it's just dog garbage. shit. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just complete garbage. In this game, I mean, I haven't experimented with the boss weapons, but that's because uh, it's because all the like all the weapons are so good. Like it, like the skills make all the weapons viable. Like a cool. uh, big weapon I've been using is the washing pole, <laughs> long ass katana, basically. Mm, and nice. the skill you can use with it is it allows you to do like a quick slash or even parry with it. Like, awesome. and that's normally something yeah. you just do with one of the shields. Yeah. I really, it's incredible. It's such a versatile, like it makes it such a more versatile weapon yeah. and just deepens the combat so much. The dual wielding is really deep too, because Not you actually control that, each yeah. weapon individually. Yeah. 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 So you can kind of switch between the two, but you can also like do a combo and use both weapons at the same time for like a power attack. And I don't know, there's all kinds of cool shit you can do. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely, uh, the dual wielding definitely changes up quite a bit. I personally like, um, either going two handing with the weapons or yeah, just that's what I've been doing using, lately. uh, the shield or maybe like pyromancy or whatever in your offhand. Um, I feel like, I don't know, I can do more damage and it's, it's, a, it's definitely safer for sure. You know, just kiting enemies with the shield. Although, um, uh, there's a lot of enemies in this uh, in Lost in the Souls games, where especially bosses, where they kind of reward the player for being aggressive. Like they don't want you to fight safe and like be scared and like cower yeah. behind a shield, because if you do that, um, it takes a ton of stamina away. And with that, you can't attack, you can't roll, you can't dodge, you can't do anything. A lot of the bosses have really quick ways to close the gap, too, if you try to run away from them. So you're best just staying close. Yeah, and this, like, that's uh, a lot of, we saw a lot of that in Bloodborne. There's a lot of enemies that, uh, like, the mobs and and the bosses, they were a lot more aggressive and in your face, and they had a lot more ranged attacks, and they would just lunge at you. The Ernie's yeah. is getting to me, man. Oh man, <laughs> it's not you, Food Joey. Trauma. I promise. Yeah. Sandwich. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm boring you. Joey, <laughs> I'm just Joey's voice is so soothing. It just puts you it to is. Sleep. It's that right. and the fucking enormous sandwich I ate before we started recording. All right. So, um, what, did, John? What do you enjoy about? Is there anything you enjoy about this more than Bloodborne in particular? Uh, 
No, I mean, I, I like them. I, I just... It just feels like more of... More... Different, but more. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like... Uh, considerably different, in, yeah. especially with the combat. Yeah, the combat's different for sure. I think the, the parrying with the gun in Bloodborne is definitely like... It's it's almost cheap in a way, but not really. Like I don't know. Like I, I feel, I feel like, like pairing with the gun is way harder than pairing. Yeah, I, I, I didn't I have any challenge the, with the that. T- I, I'm having I'm having a harder time using the shield to parry properly. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I I actually had a harder time pairing with the shield uh, early <laughs> on too. Well, we're fifty fifty here, I guess. Yeah, yeah and I, I was gonna say well, that, and then I got um, good, and then you know, you know like like I was saying earlier, like I hit this wall with this one boss, and one of the things I really like like I I got. I, so frustrated with the boss, but I wanted to keep playing the game. I just didn't want to play that section of the game anymore. <laughs> so instead of like moving to it, like just going through one of my previous sections with the same character, I started a new game with a different class. Mm. And I, I like the fact that I could just like mow my way through the intro of the game. Like I fucking breeze through it, like the, the tutorial, like way faster than I did originally. But then, like, you get cocky as fuck. Like, oh, you, yeah. you start playing, you're just you like, let oh, your man, guard like, down. I'm the shit. I and got, then, like, like, three billion souls right now, and I'm just going to run into this room. And, like, with, with my first character, I went to the Firelink Shrine, and I ended up killing the, the little katana guy next to the tower, like, with my first character, no problem. But this new character, I got really cocky. and was like, oh, I'm going to go kick his ass. That and, guy's like, kind of tough. Roll over to him. And there's nothing yeah. like just getting your ass handed to you by one of these enemies. Like, just one. Just out of nowhere. Like, and I thought I was doing really well. I was yeah. like, you know, I had him, like, past half his life. And then all of a sudden, like, I run up to strike him. And he parries and spears me through the stomach. And I die. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, and I'm like, I'm just like... I deserve that, and I put the game down and walked away. <laughs> yeah, and like that's that to me is like it, it's funny like to try and like play this game and like think you're the shit and just have it like tell you you're not like it just puts you right in your place. It will humble you. Oh like, yeah, this game yeah more than the others because they take that aggressiveness from the the bloodborne enemies yep. and they put it in this game and you just have every single little enemy being just that much more aggressive and having a more versatile yep. move set. It, it, they will humble you. If you get cocky, if you get greedy, don't get, that's like rule number one in the souls games. Don't get greedy. Yeah. It's not even, it's not don't die. If you're going to be a smartest about it, it's not good. Don't die. Cause you're going to die. Yeah. Just I, don't get greedy. I got to ask you since you've played so much more of it than me, like a thousand um, hours yeah. or more <laughs> out of all of them combined. Um, probably 500 hours or more. Well, I'm just curious is like, is the combat deep enough to where you can just completely avoid parrying? Because I have up until this point, I do not parry at all. I, I usually absolutely either dual wield or two hand and I tuck and roll and attack and yeah, like dodge roll. I dodge roll. I just don't, I don't ever parry. So I'm just wondering if that's like something that's totally optional, really. Oh, for sure. Like, that's, I wasn't, like, I tried parrying at the beginning of the game, but I'm just like, I quit because it's just being a pain in the ass. I I couldn't get it down at first. Do you get rewarded with more souls for parrying? No. 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 I mean, you look like a fucking badass. Like, yeah, (laughs) it's just rewarding. You you get rewarded personally. That's that's how you get all the baller executions and shit that you can do is by parrying. Like, you parry and attack. There's baller executions. Yes. I need to learn how to parry. So that's that's the thing. Like, there's the one enemy I, I can't... What? Which enemy was it? It's fucking... One of the Dark Knights or something like that that I was fighting. Like... You, I, I tried to 
like hit him and he parried my attack and in doing so like grabbed my head and jammed his fingers into my eyes. Well, and, like, yeah, the enemies can do that, but, yeah. but you can do those things too. Yeah, oh. the, the, like, the I don't want to get to a point you. in these games where they can parry me. That oh. doesn't sound like fun. Oh, if you, if I don't you, like most that. of the enemies, like on that first part of the game, I was super frustrated on that like high wall area because most of those enemies can parry. And I, I was just like, fuck these guys. I just <laughs> ran around most of them and avoided them. Like, all those stupid-ass oh, knights. Oh, yeah. deal, man. The only nah, big deal on the high wall is that shit that the fucking skeleton dudes that morph into the giant, like, black snake thing. Spoilers. Yeah, I hate those things. <laughs> but, no. Uh, it's just right in the beginning of the game. I know. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm no, just, I, I avoid that there. guy, I, too. I, I personally don't care about spoilers, but, you know. But that's, like... Yeah, I just like you seeing the the sweet executions and things you can yeah. do to to other enemies and stuff. Like, that's yeah. what makes that shit. Cool. Yeah, I I think nice. I think that that's what I find more rewarding about um just using single hand weapons as opposed to dual wielding is I just find it more rewarding and uh, a little bit more versatile actually than yeah. dual wielding weapons because I can use the shield to parry or some shields they don't have parry they allow you to use your skills and um i can parry uh and get some sweet executions from the front or i can like kite around the back and circle them have my shield up and then i do a backstab so right so i i'm playing as the warrior which starts with the battle axe which is still like my favorite weapon with that character axes are amazing in this one but i did a dodge roll like past a guy who was striking at me and the best part of the whole exchange was when I swung my axe and th- like threw him into the ground and then stepped on him to pull my axe out of his spine. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. just I was like, "Oh, that was so fucking cool." <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. so rewarding. Like that kind of stuff is just amazing. And then like just the sheer the size of enemies, like how they're every enemy oh, yeah. is like so daunting to look at. And then like when you finally figure out that like their pattern and you know like oh I know how to beat this guy. Like Yeah, like those bandsaw guys. I was yeah, scared like, shitless of those guys dude, for a little while and they're actually super easy. It's just cool, like for a game to be rewarding on so many levels. Like oh, yeah. that's yeah. The that's music. A, we could talk about that for a oh, second. It's so yeah. epic. It's when, super epic. We all did you get the soundtrack with yours too, Joey? Uh, I believe so, yeah. yeah. I pre ordered it, so yeah, I think I'm gonna <laughs> I think I'm gonna have that as my walkout song for my fight. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, like, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like uh, uh that just the, the when you go into the mute yeah when, I, just I, the I would, opening menu music like yeah. starts, it I, instills fear in children. <laughs> like Yeah. I, I've literally turned on my PS4, it started started the game. And just listened to the the menu music for like way longer than I should have. Yeah. <laughs> just like I just sat there and listened to it, and then just did other things. Like that's how good this game is when just the menu music is. Just it really adds you. a lot to the boss fights. It, it, it kind of gets oh, it gets your heart gets racing. your heart rate yeah up even more yeah. than it should. Gets that's one amped. pro tip I read. When I was playing Bloodborne, turn the music off. To tur- yeah, to turn the music off. Yeah, <laughs> turn the yeah. If you, if you want to remain more calm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I never it, did though because I, it's so awesome. Yeah, I just find it more immersive. Like, but that's that's one of these like so so like you know Hideo Kojima does the same sort of thing with the Metal Gear games where he tries to involve the rest of your reality as a player into the game somehow as opposed to just you looking at a television screen like. 
I mean, like yeah. for instance, like the whole Psycho Mantis exchange from like you know Metal Gear Solid, where he's reading your memory card and telling you, Konami oh, games. oh, you're a fan of of Castlevania Symphony of the Night yeah. or whatever the fuck, like that kind of stuff. That's what this game's doing, but on a completely different level of like. It's fucking with your physiology, like your biology. It's messing Dude. with the way your heart's I working. I hope they never like, make a VR version of Dark Souls. Oh, Soul. man, I would play the <laughs> shit out of that. Yeah, uh, but I'm sure I would die. <laughs> You'd never hear from me again. <laughs> but that's that's like... Yeah. It's just, that, you don't yeah. see this kind of engineering of a game from like the American game makers, and it's sad that like the Japanese game makers are the ones that are taking a huge hit right now. Like. Yeah, like this game, it just immerses you on every level. It's so, like, it's so good. You don't, you're not just like seeing it and hearing it. Like you, you you're feel it. feeling it course through your veins and it's terrifying. Like, like when your adrenaline gets pumping, when you're just fighting like some of the beginning enemies, like yep. this is the, it's, it's not just like, you know, I'm just going to go play a game. It's like, it's really is like a full experience. Like it has like a, a prolonged lasting effect. And then, I don't know. This is just my personal experience with the Souls games. Like, because of how challenging they are and rage-inducing they can be, <laughs> um, it kind of teaches you to be really calm and patient with everything. Because it's just once you start, you know, getting your adrenaline yeah. up and freaking out, and then you start panic rolling and yeah. you know just spamming buttons. That's when you just get destroyed. I've gotten sure. to a point too where like if I do really is life bad <laughs> too long in the game, I've decided that I should just not play that day, or yeah. at least not that time, and maybe play later yeah. on. And, yeah, because it's, it's just like a downward spiral once you start doing really bad. And yeah, yeah, I've definitely. I, I mean, I've definitely felt it's that. hard to about, recover from you, John, or, or anyone else. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't know if. Like I felt like, oh man, I'm having a hard time with this guy. You know, I'm gonna sleep on it, and then the next day I come in and just wreck him. Yeah, yeah like, that, that happens with me in a lot of games yeah. where I just mm-hmm. am beating my head against the wall. Yeah, I've been yeah. playing for yeah, like you, a couple hours. And you just hours. need to st- take a step back. I mean, it's yeah. it's any other anything else you you do in life, even where you you reach some kind of roadblock, and you just need to take a second and like yeah. cool down and like count to ten or whatever. Like sleep on it, man. Count to a hundred for fuck's sake. I don't know. Like yeah. just. Figure out a way to like settle down and and get your head straight, and then yeah. jump right back into it, and then just own it. You know, like as an as an artist, like, life lessons. Yeah, brought I mean, to and, you by Midwest Game Nerds. Right. As an <laughs> artist, like I've, I've run into similar issues when I'm working on a drawing or something, where like I reach a point where I feel like I'm just ruining the piece, but I know it's not done, and I have to step away from it and come back to it. Same same thing with these games. Like you get to a point where like Dark Souls is life. Yeah, yeah, Dark Souls. My can- my canvas is Dark Souls, and you know, yeah, I, just, I paint it any red with um, the blood of my enemies. <laughs> no. Honestly, do you have my, any negative my, criticism? Or uh, the game's too critique. hard. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I, I honestly, um, that's, hard that's totally legit. I could totally see people um, having that experience. Like the game is yeah, I, too I, hard. I could I totally see that. Most casual gamers that are gonna yeah, be like, oh, are, I hear this uh, game's really good. I'm gonna pick it up and play. I'm PlayStation Four. You know what? They're gonna feel that the game is too damn hard. And you I know felt what? that way about Bloodborne when I first started playing. But so you know what? I, but I, well, I kept coming back. Right. It, it, it and becomes yeah. when I went back to replaying it after not playing it for a while. I was like, this is kind of hard. But I slipped into it quick. Yeah. And it's I was like, like riding this, a bike, yeah, covered in horns I, and blood. You know, I found something really interesting about that. Is in the beginning, um, in the beginning, yeah, in the beginning, yeah, I got all like epic with it. But uh, yeah, when uh, Dark Souls first got like when the first Dark Souls came out, 
a lot of people said like a lot I heard a lot of people say it's like you know what this game's too hard and it was more of a cult following is it it did pretty well but it was more of a cult following is like you know for the masochist you know yeah. it's like people really love that challenge and cuz a lot of people found the game too hard but then as as it kind of went on and then i think up until like bloodborne the souls series like the genre really started to catch on right. and then now this game the fact that it's the most successful of any of the souls games i think goes to show that the idea that that people hate themselves. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, masochists. There are more masochists in the world than we ever realized. But also that you know, it's not the fact that it's too challenging. Like people, I don't know. It could just be part of the hype train. You know, people just want to buy it just right. for the hype. But I feel like a part of it is that goddamn hipsters. Even though, yeah, right. Even though it's hard, like people don't care because they still enjoy the experience yeah, regardless totally. of the difficulty. And I, the, there was this meme on Reddit that I just managed to look up. It's three, three, uh, not meme, but it was like a yeah. picture of yeah. Japanese game developers. And I had, yeah, I was going to reference this too, because it, it's, I think it's very important. Go ahead. It's got, there's Hideki Kamiya, the guy who made beautiful Joe and, and a few other things. Uh, Hideo Kojima, who does metal gear. And then also, to, uh, Tomonobu Itagaki, who's the guy who did like that are live and more specifically Ninja Gaiden, like the newer Ninja Gaiden games. And yeah. he said, at first it was easier, but then the tester said, this is too difficult. I made it even more difficult. I'm like, That's, <laughs> that feels like the oh, Japanese. I heard those Ninja Gaiden games are real hard. Oh, they're supposed yeah. to be ridiculous. I've never played Hard, Harder than Souls games? I don't know. Well, even though, know. So I, the, I the Ninja, if you go all the way back to Ninja Gaiden from like Nintendo, that's like that. That's around the same time as like the original Castlevanias. So yeah. like, those are very similar games taking place in two different time periods in terms of like the context and everything. But they play very similarly, and the level of difficulty is very similar. And so I could see like that's why like I'm really pumped for that Neo game is because mm-hmm. it's gonna be like a Ninja Gaiden Dark Souls or like an Onimusha Dark Souls. Yeah, like totally I'm really, looks like really Onimusha. looking forward to that because I think that uh, particular subject matter will really lend itself nicely to the play style. The level of difficulty is what attracts people to these games. Guys, souls in terms of yeah. difficulty. And like, like which I, one's harder? Uh, I'd say I haven't played Guys. I haven't played the, any Ninja, of the, the original Ninja Gaiden games are some of the hardest games on, on NES, like hands down. Really? The 3D ones I heard were super hard. They're like supposed the to be ones. really hard. Yeah. Like, like if if I. I, I remember playing the Ninja Gaiden games and not really ever being able to get past like the first two levels. <laughs> and just being like loving playing it because you were a ninja and it's awesome. But just like I, I like I used to watch Pete Joseph like just yeah. own like own through those games. Like I can only imagine how quickly he plays through Dark Souls. Like he <laughs> probably just destroys it. But that's like the level of difficulty is the draw, I think. And uh a lot of people don't understand that it you know they they play a hard game and, and they get frustrated and they walk away from it, but they don't understand that like the hard game like if if it were easy like and you blow through it in like ten minutes you're gonna be super disappointed with the amount of money like these these games are worth every penny you invest in them like yeah. hands down like we're talking about games we regret I will never regret playing and paying for these games oh yeah, absolutely actually I read a lot of like medical um medical stuff and there there is an actual physiological effect these games have on you it's just how challenging they are and then the reward you get from completing anything yeah in this game there isn't like <laughs> there really is a phys- physiological effect you're getting from that and uh it's pretty incredible um so. any 
has anyone uh, experienced uh, the PvP in this game at uh, all? No. Um, I only managed to experience a little bit from uh, like some NPCs because I was I played offline. I didn't want you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's another aspect of this game that I did invasions. not. Invasions. Yeah, yeah, invasions. I, I've. You know, I did the it. The game's hard enough. I don't need some asshole coming in and being like, "Oh, you don't know anything," and then just Exa- murdering me. Exactly, right. <laughs> and <laughs> that's good, bro. That's another. Yeah. That was that. That is another huge draw to these games is the fact that people can come in and just invade you at any time. I saw a gif on Reddit of these four guys that walk around in like the spiked armor. Oh, just the, like the, going oh, yeah. after, like invading it's, other people's games or yeah, something it's the, like that. The, the Kirk armor trolls, those guys. Oh, yeah. they're such dicks. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's an armor set where it's just spike. It's covered in spikes. Yeah, so you can't get close. Well, does it hurt you? I mean, it does like a little bit of damage, maybe like ten HP or something like that. But what they do is they'll all invade you, and they'll just. They'll trap you in a corner and then they'll just continuously roll at you <laughs> and the, until you die. Like, and you're stun locked, you can't move, and yeah, it's messed oh, up. That sounds but, fun. Yeah, PvP is definitely like, and that's another big aspect of these games is the PvP. Like, people will buy the games, just buy to these troll. games. No, not 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 to just invade and be trolls, <laughs> but specifically for the PvP. Like, people will have events. And they'll have like a designated area, and they'll set up like kind of an arena where people will come together. I don't even know how to go about that stuff. Um, you know, I know how to invade people's worlds. There's like an item or whatever, right? I mean, there's it's, several. It's a little more transparent than it was in Bloodborne. Right. Well, there's several items. Like, there's a lot of different covenants. Some help people. Some invade other people. Uh, but um, yeah, people, I just equipped one of those. You know, th- I think it's a good one. That's another huge effect that's so different than any other game is the Souls community. I've never experienced a community. It does have like a very unique Souls. game uh, multiplayer like gameplay to it too. I, I mean, I feel like it really just brings people together in a strange way. Because um, yeah, people will have these arena style kind of like like fight club kind of events where. Uh, They'll like go on, you know, Twitch or YouTube or, you know, forums or come, whatever. Come fight me, bro. Well, well, it's yeah, it's not like super douchey. It's just like they'll have like a league of people yeah. that'll all kind of get together. They'll invade a specific person or they'll lay a summon sign down and then they'll summon them and then they'll be like kind of like a referee yeah. and like yeah, they'll just have two people kind of brawl it out. That's funny. Sometimes they'll have bro like it out. Whole, yeah, bro it out. Uh, just brawl. And uh, yeah, sometimes they'll have like rewards and stuff, which is cool. So yeah, interesting. It's, that's another huge aspect of this game that's, that a lot of people buy it for. Emergent gameplay, kind of. Yeah. So some people don't even buy it for like the story. They'll buy yeah. it just so they can like PvP with other players because it's such a unique game game style. Like I've never really experienced any kind of like gameplay similar to a Souls game. Yeah. It, it requires a lot of uh, a lot of skill. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. It's a big part of it. Yeah. Do you have any other general thoughts, Brian? I feel like you haven't really talked too much about it. Like you've 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 like put interjected. Had, yeah. I like I feel like we, you haven't really had an opportunity to like really lay down some knowledge or anything. Like, well, I got to say the only like negative thing I found is that does have significant stuttering in certain parts of the game but have you found to be that's, consistent? A, that's a minor negative it's always in the same spots oh, yeah. really? which part 
uh, like in the undead settlement when you're trying to go to the tree boss, like up those stairs, my really? game stutters there every okay. time. See, like I've a had, lot. I, I think, oh, if you buy PS4K. <laughs> yeah, right, if yeah. I buy the Neo. Mm-hmm. It won't stutter. I mean, Maybe. that's like really it as far as negative things, though. I mean, technically, I haven't had any other problems. Um. Yeah, I don't know if I've I've seen like a... F- as a, like it's not like completely flawless. I've definitely seen some kind of like bugs here and there where like I've seen a complete a staircase uh, just disappear and then reappear. <laughs> oh yeah, I've I seen, had a weird um, texture problem. That's actually once. a feature. That's another enemy. Yeah, yeah I've, I've had a, a, I've they had do a few, that just to fuck with you. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a few instances of like enemies like just appearing out of thin air because they were supposed to have loaded but hadn't at the time. But I'm pretty it's, sure it's only it happened to do that. <laughs> no, no, it, like literally, like, like for instance, right. the uh, when you're in the undead settle- settlement and you go through the sewers and come out the door at the end, there's that bridge that leads over to the little town area where there's the, yeah. like, the three juggernaut dudes. Oh, yeah. There's nice usually yeah. one guy at the Bansaw end. Bansaw Bros. Yeah, the Bansaw yeah. Bros. The Bansaw Bros. There's usually one guy that, sit, that, like, that spawns at the side of the bridge closest to you. Yeah. And I would, I would roll in. And, and like come out of the sewer and he wouldn't be there and I would like you know turn to do something like fight that dog that's at the end there yeah. and I would turn back and that guy would pop up out of nowhere and just hit me like he should have loaded there already but wasn't yeah, it's, I, I it's did have the a Miyazaki issue. special yeah it's actually yeah. a troll feature that he built in he builds in it's like he automatically just loads enemies because he when he secretly feels like is it. invading everyone's game individually yeah exactly I do feel just like different enemies right the bot I mean the bosses are generally like they have the same patterns to them, I thought. Yeah, but then, like yeah, I was fighting thought. Tree Boss the <laughs> last night, and he was doing tree boss. totally different things. I swear. Yeah, that's full a- disclosure. Brian hasn't beaten more than two bosses. Uh, three, three if you three count the fire maybe? demon in the undead settlement. That, that's a mini boss. That's yeah. not a real boss. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, probably. Did you guys only. ever see the creepy Watson glitch in the Sherlock Holmes Crimes and Punishment game? No, no. It sounds a lot like what you're talking about. <laughs> basically, like this game was programmed so that Watson would show up whenever <laughs> he's like off camera. What? Like you turn and he'll pop up because they like programmed him. Incorrectly. You're gonna have to link what? this video. Holy that's shit! Like, wow, that that's kind of terrifying. It's really scary. Are you sure this isn't the Twilight Zone game? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> this is also known oh, as... He's uh, oh, he's oh. <laughs> oh, my God. This kind of reminds me of when you summon a horse in any game. Yeah, <laughs> they just pop up. They just appear. Yeah. At least, like, D-Horse appears from the distance <laughs> and, like, starts running That's up. That's true. GTA like, 5, when you call for your, uh, your When car. you call for your car, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. But, yeah, it's it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what happens in Dark Souls. Enemies can, literally just appear. you actually there. just, like... Uh, blow a whistle to someone Watson. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think they definitely do a really good job in like setting you up in like traps or ganks as a lot of the, the souls yeah. community calls it where it's just, uh, yeah. Oh look, a pretty little item. And then you like no enemies in sight and then you run over and then they just climb off a cliff or they just jump Drop on your from head. The rafters. Exactly. Or they, they literally fly. They will literally fly and, Come down and attack you. I'm a Fly fan from of nowhere, the, basically. Uh, the deceptive, like slow lumbering enemies that, like, oh, when yeah. they start attacking, just unleash a fucking fury, like a, just a flurry of yeah. swipes. You're too big to be that and, quick. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or like you're too small to like all the enemies to are have that so kind of quick. reach. But like some of these tiny enemies, like they just they have this ridiculous amount of reach. Or like the one guy who just looks average and turns into the size of a house. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was another thing. Uh, they kind of like borrowed from. Uh, some of the Bloodborne games I know there's some a, crossover characters yeah, too, the, like the hunter a, that's in the Firelink Shrine. Oh yeah, yeah, I did notice that Captain Bloodborne with the tricorner hat. Yeah, yep, <laughs> yep, he shows but, up. But uh, yeah, it's not just like uh, the enemies you'll notice, like similarities and just design, but also certain transformations. If you've played yeah. the Bloodborne games, yep. Um, uh, enemies, some enemies will kind of transform. Like they're just really like unassuming and pretty easy enemies. If you just run in, charge them, and just like slash them once, they like die instantly. Did, yeah. But if you let them transform, they will then just wreck fucked. you. Yeah. yeah. In the old Souls you. games, uh, before Bloodborne, did the bosses have phases like that too, or is that borrowed from Bloodborne? In the old Souls games, they're um, I can't speak for Demon Souls, but uh, I don't recall any transformations like what we saw in Bloodborne. I think uh, what we're seeing in Dark Souls 3, the transformation of uh, like mob enemies and uh, bosses, I think it's a, I think it's a kind of a newer feature that Miyazaki put in yeah. from Dark Souls, or from uh, Bloodborne, rather. Okay, so, that's all I was curious about. I yeah, don't know. I, I think it's a, a relatively new thing. I'm definitely enjoying it, but... I mean, the more I play, the more I think I probably should have just gone back and finished Bloodborne and then moved on to Dark Souls. Yeah. But, uh, well, I'm sure you kind of, some point. That's kind of why I didn't didn't pick it up, because I, did, I, I do feel this need to go back to Dark Souls 1 and actually play through it and beat it and then like go on and progress with the series. Yeah. I could go back to Demon's Souls, but I played a little bit of it and it doesn't... Yeah. I don't know. It's not quite where I want the series to be at. So I that's kind of why I didn't pick this one up. Right. But well, that's uh, kind of what I was like saying with um in terms of uh, playing like the older ones. Like you don't need to play any of the older ones to play this game. No. That's how all the Souls games are, which is really cool. Which um which is kind of a nice aspect of not having a super direct storyline. Yeah, is you don't need it to follow right. what's going I mean, on in all the games. Gameplay but, wise, I would yeah. feel lost if I hadn't played Bloodborne. But right, well, other, it, otherwise, right. I mean, the story makes sense as much as it can. If you've done any research in the story, and not that this is any, this, I don't really think this is much of a spoiler, but it's it's very cyclical, like the whole concept of the series has like this big like this beginning and ending that constantly repeat kind of thing and so yeah that like kind of makes it so you don't really have to know what's going on from each game to like they're all very self-contained in a way yeah so i mean yeah you don't yeah you don't have to play the older ones but i would say it's uh, another just reward aspect of the souls games is I feel like you get more out of it if you kind of, a lot if of you care about the, story. the old games yeah. and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like you see a lot of like items and armor and weapons and even enemies and bosses. Like you're like, oh my god, that's you know, right? It's that more. Dude. It's more about the familiarity than it is about like the actual like progression of the story itself. Right. Exactly. It's, it's kind of cool how like you'll kill you'll kill a guy, um, kill one of the bosses in like the earlier game earlier games and then he'll show up and he'll have like a completely different moveset yeah <laughs> or he'll he'll have the same 
like keep it similar, but they'll give him more right. just to mess with you. So you don't know so you entirely. Don't have, yeah. yeah. So you can't really jump back into it. Yeah. Everything, everything in the Souls games are just, it's all really unassuming. Right on. So yeah, I mean, I think we're all kind of in agreement that this game is worth 60 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, honestly, this sure. is, yeah. I think it, um, it's actually pretty fair with its checkpoints too. I might wanted to mention. Oh yeah. Like, like, I feel the, like they're way more plentiful than they were in Bloodborne. With the bonfires. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah, Bloodborne. They were very sparse. Oh but yeah, this yeah this this game is is very good. It's very well done. It's beautiful. It has great soundtrack. Um, I I think Bloodborne looks a little bit better, but they're both on like the same level and they they're they they the same engine. engine. Bloodborne got a few graphical updates after its release anyway. Yeah, so I, Dark Souls I mean, might look better in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks it, great. It plays great. The load times are better. Load that's times good. are very good. That's good. Yeah. yeah, the Bloodborne load times when that game yeah. came out were horrific. Yeah. Yes. So everyone go out and buy it, enjoy it, yes. love it just as much as we do. Uh, tell us about it by sending us feedback at MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. I also, uh, the question of the week is what sort of recurring segment should we introduce into the show? Because uh, I didn't say it 12 more times like I said I would at the top yeah. of the episode. <laughs> Because uh, oh, well. we just got so into talking about this amazing game that we all Wait, what was that question again? The question again, Nick, is what sort of recurring <laughs> segment should we introduce to the show? Like Brian eating large foods. Or something actually related to games. I Brian feel like, I feel like Dark Souls 3 is going to be a recurring segment on, on the show. Because <laughs> you're, you're just kind of like flashbacks or like PTSD. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, Dark Souls. Yeah, I'm uh, having a flashback heart attack yeah. by the time I fought that boss. I'm pretty sure that'll be a recurring segment. Yeah. Might so. need to start like a therapy podcast <laughs> for all all the people who've been playing the Souls Souls games too yep. long. Well, Joey, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, awesome. any anytime you you spend some money on a new game and you want to come talk about it, you're so, always welcome. Uh, to. We'll see you again in a year, right? Yeah, in about yeah a year. you know, yeah, I, I kind of like, Destiny Two <laughs> drops. Yeah, probably. You know, I try to res- I try to give myself like one game, like one guaranteed game. Like this is what I'm gonna buy yeah. this year, and then sometimes you know maybe it's a good way to be, another man. Game. It's but, a good way to be. Yeah, I think Dark Souls, Dark Souls honestly will uh, that'll tie me over for and, a while. And I, honestly, I think that's like that's you probably have a similar mentality to a lot of the the people that listen to the podcast. Like you yeah. don't want to waste time on a game that that uh, isn't gonna be very good. So let yeah. us waste our time and money on a game that isn't gonna be good. So you don't have to. Yep. You know. And uh, yeah, just a final note, like, yeah, if, even if you're, whether you're a PVP guy or you're a PVE person, I mean, either way, or you love both, Dark Souls is actually a really good game for either and uh, right has on. a really big community that uh, you can kind of immerse yourself in and join. For sure. And so, yeah. Cool. Alex? Tear it up. What's up next for the film nerds? Uh, last week, we reviewed The Jungle Book, the new Jungle Book, directed by John Favreau. This week... I think we're going to do some kind of Prince thing. We might actually watch. Uh, we already did Purple Rain a long time yeah. ago. But uh, I think we might talk about Under the Cherry Moon or Graffiti Bridge. Graffiti Bridge being the sequel to Purple Rain. Cool. Never seen so, them either. I haven't seen them either. So I'm excited oh, nice. to watch them. But uh, I'm surprised. I've never yeah. even seen Purple Rain. That is stupid. You should go to Gojo's showing of it at the Henry Ford IMAX this coming Thursday. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to have to do you that. You guys should go. Yeah. Absolutely. If anybody's listening to this, you're in the Metro Detroit area. Uh, Thursday the 28th, there will be a screening of Purple Rain. It's going to be $10 at 7 p.m. 
and uh, it's going to be on probably the biggest screen you're ever going to see Purple Rain on. Yeah, I've, so, I've, I've been there. It's massive. Yeah, it's beautiful. I believe it's yeah. one of the biggest screens in the country. It used to be. That uh, may not be true anymore. But doesn't matter. Well, it's for this sake, big. let's say it is. Yep. Yeah, go see it. But yeah, that's what we're up to. And play Dark Souls 3. The, uh, the Midwest Game Nerds and Film Nerds fully endorse the eating and purchasing of sandwiches from Ernie's Sandwich Shop. Very true. Yeah, if you're also in Metro Detroit, check in, out Ernie's Market. Park. Totally awesome. Go to Ernie's Market, get a big-ass sandwich, and enjoy it. If you've seen the huge sandwiches that I've posted on the Film Nerds Instagram, that's that where they're from. typically where they're from. So, yeah. Other than that, uh, don't forget to do all your Amazon shopping at amazon.midwestpodcastnetwork.com and send your feedback to us via email, midwestgamenerds at gmail.com or on Twitter at MGN Podcast or also Instagram at Midwest Game Nerds. And again, question of the episode is what sort of recurring segment should we introduce to the show? Let us know because we want to keep bringing you content that you enjoy. Joey? Yeah, uh, for anyone interested um, to get a better look at the game, I will be, I have been streaming it on Twitch. Yes. So, yeah. Twitch streaming. What's, what's your, your Twitch? What's your username? Uh, it's uh, the Miasma of Sin. The Miasma of Sin on Twitch. S I N H. Yeah, it's a little Dark Souls 2. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, incorporation there. So, anyways, Probably check that out. True fans, watch Joey play. He's he's streaming pretty much every time you play, right? For the yeah, most part, uh, you know, yeah, pretty much every time I play. Um, I have some set times uh, available, but uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, all right, cool. pick the game up. Sounds good, man. Yeah. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace.